0: and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but teens have big emotions, and it can be really difficult as a parent to not get burnt out while trying to still help them process these emotions and attitudes in a healthy way, and it does not help that smartphones have been sucking the life and emotion and coping skills right out of our kids. Well, today, my guest, Rachel Bailey, is here to talk about all those things as an expert in this field, but first, got to pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So I'm super excited about my guest today. Rachel Bailey is a parenting specialist who has been serving families for over a decade. Besides being a mother of two, she also has a master's degree in clinical psychology, certification, positive discipline, and provided resources as an ADHD coach, in-home mentor, therapist. She's all the things, guys. Currently, Rachel teaches parents hands-on tools for improving the behavior, moods, and attitudes in the home and helping parents find the time and energy to incorporate these tools into their lives. Welcome, welcome, Rachel, to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So first off, how the heck are you?
1: I am excellent. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Where are you coming at us from?
1: I am outside of Washington, D.C. in Northern Virginia. What?
0: That's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm in Utah so oh, are you
1: yeah probably a very different culture i would imagine
0: yes very very much and yeah wow dc that's cool mm-hmm. um <laughs> a little crazy these this time of year but uh <laughs> it's a,
1: probably a little crazy all times of year but you know that's what i'm cool. actually far enough out i'm in the suburbs so i'm not really in the inner there circle of dc so yeah I'm a li- i'm a little bit outside of what you probably hear about
0: there you go there you go so rachel how did you end up in this space i mean what's your story you have like all the accolades and letters and stuff (laughs) in your title. Um, What drove you to this kind of work?
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. I actually never thought that I was going to do anything. I didn't even think I was going to be a parent at all, but, um, I was studying to be a neuropsychologist and then got pregnant along the way. So didn't actually become a neuropsychologist. I was, um, when I was pregnant then started working with teens, especially, um, I was a therapist for teens and I was like, you know what? I love working with teens, but I'm realizing that I'm kind of sending the teen home to their home environment and parents are doing things that are so unintentionally making teens feel worse about themselves, making Mm. teens feel more pressure. And so I was like, okay, this is like 11 years ago now. It's like not that many people are working with parents. I need to start working with parents. So Mm. that's actually how I got into it. It wasn't because I was like, oh, I'm a great, I'm not even a great parent. That's not at all what it is about. It's just, I think parents need to know things that generally we don't know that can really help us raise kids to have better behavior, moods, and attitudes.
0: Woof. So you didn't even plan on heading over this parenting, coaching, all of the things so you have a master's you have Mm -hmm. a certification you have Mm a you have everything um and then you end up here in this space wow yeah yeah so kids these days kind of feels like they are struggling with a lot more emotions and a lot more stuff to process in general than in the past yeah um what are your thoughts on that why do you think this is
1: Oh, boy, I would love to hear what you think as well. To be very honest, I would ask you the same question. But um, I think partly, I mean, the social media world, the digital world has really opened up. So dun, so much. dun,
0: dun. Shocker. Right,
1: <laughs> right. right? Um, but it's so true. I was just talking to a parent about this. It's just, you know, they have this whole new world that we weren't exposed to and the pressure and even even the pressure they have educationally. I always do what I used to do in person workshops, which I haven't at least I they haven't in a while. I used to ask parents you know, think about what college you went to if you went to college, could you still get into that same college? And a a huge majority of them couldn't have. So yeah, there's so much pressure. There's so much more social media. And the last thing I will say is kids have such, they have fewer coping skills. Oh my gosh. So they've all this pressure and all the meanness and all the this, but they don't know how to cope with it. So that's what I think has led to where things are now. But If you want to share your thoughts too, I'm happy to hear.
0: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about the same thing that kids are so into, I mean, social media and devices have basically Mm -hmm. stolen the emotion out of our kids Mm -hmm. so that they're like, oh crap, what's this emotion? I don't know. It's not, it's not an emoji. I don't know how to respond. Um, Totally true.
1: Totally true.
0: And they're, yeah. So what are some of those coping skills that some of that they're losing, I guess?
1: So generally the ability to handle discomfort is the biggest one that I see. Yeah, I mean they it's like I don't they don't know how when something's uncomfortable because they, they they haven't had to. They live in the Netflix culture where like when we were growing up we had to like wait for the next week to see the next episode. They have no discomfort. Like they get the thing they want immediately. They can Google whatever mm-hmm. they want. So they don't have experience handling discomfort. And we, that's actually a skill to be able to say, Hey, I'm uncomfortable right now. I can like ride this wave of discomfort without avoiding something, without lashing out, without numbing Mm. myself, I can actually be uncomfortable, but they don't know how to do that. So they avoid anything uncomfortable. They don't do those things. And they're also, you know, struggling with executive functioning skills, which is a whole other topic, but they don't know how to be uncomfortable.
0: That is woof. That is so true. I had one kid was like, Oh man, I, I felt anxious about X, Y, and Z. I'm like, bro. You didn't know anxious until you try and go pee in between commercial breaks for a TV show. (laughs) And if you don't get back in time, you miss it, dude. You miss it. It's not coming back.
1: That's so true. Yeah. I think we all need to experience that the rush to pee to get back.
0: (laughs) Feel Yeah. Feel the hard stuff. I I had a friend who on purpose um, didn't get everything he needed so that he could leave his teenage daughter in the checkout line alone. Yeah. Waiting for the like mm, awkward because yeah. kids need to kind of feel those negative things, man. So so what role do you think social media is playing in how teens are struggling with all of oh,
1: such a huge role? Um, Not only in contributing to the, you know, the feelings of inadequacy, but then recognizing what they see as other kids not feeling inadequate. So it's I mean, both are happening at the same time. So it's like, I I am not good enough and I'm seeing that everyone else is good enough. And that's just a double whammy that if they don't have the skills to cope with that, then it's just, it's gonna bring them down
0: and keep them down, honestly. Oh yeah. And it's like, it's giving them a definition of who they are before they even know who they are.
1: Totally true.
0: Like they get online and it's like, oh, I'm not as thin as this airbrushed fake person. Uh, My life's not as perfect as blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, I suck and
1: totally yeah and then that that identity and even if they try to compensate for it by creating a new identity that identity sticks because social media doesn't go away and it's like we could leave you know middle school and go to high school and no one necessarily knew us or at least go to college but their identity stick with social media you can't erase that stuff
0: Mm, man and then we got parents because parents (laughs) are struggling too I mean, they're like, oh my gosh, Becky's kids are so well behaved and I'm sitting over here and Timmy pretty sure he just bit his sister's nose off and what's going on there. And, and, and it's, it's tough to be a parent right now in this tech crazy world. So what are some of the reasons that you've seen that parents are struggling right now with their teens?
1: Um, I, well, it's, I think it's everything we've talked about so far, it, putting it all together. Teens are not as motivated, especially because they don't know how to handle discomfort. And exactly what you just said, they're seeing, in fact, almost the last three or four com, uh, consultations I've had with parents have included this conversation that, but my neighbor's kids can do this. Uh-huh. And I hear about all these kids. And I'm like, I need to get all of my clients together, which I have done before, but I <laughs> haven't done it recently because of COVID. So you can all hear that you're all struggling. It's not, it's not just you. And so they, they have the struggle of the, the teen who isn't motivated. They don't know how to motivate because the tools they grew up with are not working on today's teens. Mm-hmm. So they feel helpless. They feel overwhelmed. And then they see other people that they think are doing well because of social media and the painting the pretty picture and parents are struggling so much. And there are also more demands on parents' time, I think than ever before. So yeah. add that on top of everything else.
0: Yeah. And I mean, so I'm, I'm a school counselor here in Utah and, there's one kid who like his parents think thought he like had ADHD because he was showing all the symptoms. He's fidgety, couldn't hold his attention for this or that. And I'm like, how, how, how," like, where's the timeline of it getting bad? And they're like, well, it's probably been the last three or four weeks that it's been getting worse and worse. (laughs) I'm like, okay, show me um, his screen time, please. Um, And like last three or four weeks, oh, look, going up, 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 up. So I'm like, Cut down on that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That might help out a little But Yeah. Kids struggle with their coping skills. And parents, I don't know. Do you think they're getting burnt out?
1: Oh, 100%, especially after <laughs> COVID. There's no question they're burnt out. But that's the other thing. It's like what I hear, because I say to parents, parents come to me when they say, I know I should get rid of their screens, but my ki- my child won't. To get rid of their screens and I don't know what to do. Okay. And it's, okay. I hear that so often, they won't do this, right? I see you shaking your head, exactly. I'm seeing your people can't hear it, but I see your reaction. And it's, that's what I, those are the parents I'm dealing with. My child won't do this. So that's when I come in. Yes, go ahead. I would love to hear your thoughts.
0: Just take it away. Okay, sorry. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> that was brewing, that had to come out.
0: You, you, you own, you own the device. Take it away. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, In it's-
1: reality, parents have trouble. This is where really where I specialize. Parents have trouble with their kids' big reactions. Yes. They don't like the big reaction.
0: No, they're scared of the big reactions and they're yep. afraid it's going to stick. But like yep. they'll have big reactions for a couple of days. Extinction burst will happen, but then they'll be good afterwards. Just got to, just got to rip that bandaid off. Hmm. Um, so from your experience, the million dollar question, what can we do to help as parents? What are the things, some of the things we can do to help our kids to process these emotions, to improve their attitude and stuff without getting so burnt out?
1: Yeah. Very honestly, it starts with us. The first thing that has to happen is we have to learn how to cope ourselves We have to learn how to get to a good place because one of the reasons I think parents are so scared of their kids big emotions is that we are tired we're exhausted and we don't have the energy to put up with it. So I always start with parents and do you have coping skills because you're going to have to deal with the backlash from your child and if you're not in a good place you will not be able to. So it's partly it's first us getting to a good place and then it's like you said earlier, exposing our kids to discomfort. And when they're uncomfortable, this is a key that we haven't actually talked about. But I'm a big believer is that when your kids are uncomfortable, what a lot of parents do is they say, "Well, you you, you shouldn't be on screen. Screens are bad for you." And parents justify their own decision rather than helping a child through their discomfort. Mm. And those are two totally different approaches. And in my experience of eleven years doing this, the second approach is much more effective.
0: So let's 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 dive into that. What what are those two approaches, and how how is it more effective?
1: So the first approach is um, a child is upset that you took away their screens. And you say, why are you so upset? You knew that you weren't supposed to be on your screen and you're telling them all of the reasons their feelings are wrong. You're telling them all of the reasons that you are right and that they shouldn't be upset. And what that does is it teaches the child that their feelings are wrong, that their feelings are bad, that their feelings should go away, versus saying a child is upset that you took away their screens and you saying, you know what? Of course you're upset because that's where you have your connection with your friends. It's okay to be upset because, you know, no one likes things getting taken away from them. I can be here and be present with you while you're being upset without having to justify what I just did. Mm-hmm. The, the latter is what teaches kids to deal with discomfort.
0: Uh, hmm. So we should not just be yelling at our kids about-
1: <laughs> About why we're <laughs> right and they're wrong, no. We shouldn't. I mean, it's hard, but that's why we have to get to a good place first. We can't do what I just said if we're not if we're not in a good place.
0: Oof, that is so true. That is so true. So once we once we get to that, once we get to that good place where, you know, we are handling our coping mechanisms, we are able to cope with the discomfort, we're able to do those things. um, What's the next step?
1: The next step is to start to become, what what I teach parents is you're balancing firmness with respect. Mm. Firmness is where you're saying, hey, these are the rules of the house and you're following through consistently. So -hmm. if you do say screen time ends, you're making sure they are actually getting off of their screens. Although this is about so much more than screens from my perspective, but whatever the rules are, you're following through, but it's also balancing that consistency with respect and saying, you know what? I understand how this rule affects you. The fact that you have to get off of the video game and come to the dinner table or the fact that you have to get off your phone when there's a streak, a Snapchat streak going on. I think everybody may know what those are, the streak where they're, go ahead right. and do yeah, yeah.
0: So many, Yeah, so many days consecutive that you've been snapping with someone. And if you don't snap it, then it's ruined.
1: It's ruined. And you know what? Here's the thing is that it does impact a child, how a child is perceived by their friends and kids don't know how to handle that. So instead of saying, well, you have to come to the dinner table, you actually have to help a child know how to handle the fact that they they've just been, their friends are all really mad at them because they broke a they broke a streak. And they really kids don't know how to cope with that. So instead of getting mad at them for being upset with you, teach them how to cope with the fact that now all their friends are mad at them. Mm. So it's about being firm. And yes, you have to get off the phone, you have to stop being on the device, but it's also about helping them cope with it with what to them is very important. And we can't minimize what's important to our kids because yes. that's what matters to them. Yes. And when we say it shouldn't, then they don't know how to cope with it.
0: Yeah. That shouldn't matter. Oh, but it, but it does. So, but it, so now but what? it
1: does. Yeah. So, so to me, the 30,000 foot view of everything I teach is balancing firmness with respect.
0: Gotcha. Firmness with respect. That sounds a lot like the good old, uh, Oh, crap. Come on, Psych1010, come back to me. (laughs) Uh, uh, Authoritarian. Oh, yes,
1: yes, yes. Absolutely. The type of parenting.
0: Yep. Yep, yep. The mixing warm with the the, the warmness with the the high levels of um, firmness and consistency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I love this. Parents, we just... (sighs) We gotta stop trying to be superhumans and just start being humans, y'all. A lot of parents, I know we're trying to make sure oh, my kid can't see me sad, or Mm -hmm. you know, they need to see me as some strong, some this or x, y, and z. Um, if you're struggling, it's okay to let your kids know you're struggling, dude. Oh, yes, it's actually probably gonna help them out a lot more if as they see you processing the, the crappy emotions. They'll learn how to process those things as well because they learn by, but they learn by example, by mirroring. So if they see you or they think that you just bottle stuff up, they go and bottle stuff up.
1: You got it. And that was actually a red flag for me when I was a therapist. If a child ever said, my parents never get upset. That was a huge red flag. So I absolutely agree with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, Yeah oh uh, so many more things i could ask oh my gosh so <laughs> um so how can people get a hold of you well shameless plug time come on
1: <laughs> so i have a podcast as well it's called your parenting long game and this is really where i teach practical tools for improving the behavior moods and attitudes in the home not just of the kids but the parents There are a lot of tips too for okay i'm an overwhelmed parent how the heck do i deal with this um, because i do think we need to get to a good place first and then i have a facebook group around the podcast which is called your parenting long game um, community. I'm on Instagram not as much but I'm I'm being pushed to go there so I will be there more uh, at Rachel Bailey parenting so that's really where people can find me and then my website is rachel-bailey.com
0: and all those things are going to be in the podcast description so go ahead and check her out follow her especially if you're feeling overwhelmed right now as a parent spoiler we all are so just (laughs) deal with it No, but (laughs) Uh, Step by step, we're going to make it through. Um, And if you want your daily dose of positivity, make sure and go follow me at bulliesbe.gon on Instagram. Um, For speaking inquiries, you just send me an email. All that's going to be in the description. And always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.